Don't look at my pick, Sims. I've got 13 bona fide winners. Oh, that means you don't have one, then, if you got 13 of them. I'm going to be honest. I've got no idea what I'm doing anymore. We're all here for you. It's in your head right now. Isn't You've it funny got- when it becomes really important to you, you overthink stuff? You know what's really interesting is I go, this is what Sims felt like, chasing me all those years. It's, it's because when you think. And I told Josh, one of the things that I feel like has improved my picks this year, one thing for sure is not trying to find hidden gems and doing things oh, like that. So what's funny is I actually sat here this uh, last night and today, and I right. went, all those games where I do the deep dive, and I go, I learned that the last three bye weeks, not doing that shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. Just who's the better team? And then at, he, he can attest to this. I went, who do I actually want to bet on? I yeah. flipped two from my scores because I was like, I don't want to bet on that team. Yeah. I just don't want to. I don't trust their quarterback. I don't trust their coach. Hey, you got You have to ask yourself those questions, especially when it comes to asking the big money bets. That's at least what's something I ask myself for sure. He is stressed as hell right now. Yeah, good. He was sitting here sweating bullets. I, I like it. I like it. Shut it. up. But it is not me not having to pick my hidden gems and doing that. I feel like I've gotten to make a more of a broader look at games when I'm on What film. was an example of a hidden gem this season that you made that you now go, I would never do that again well not just just you know how we used to do those videos and we had a pick so i would get lost in film oh, at times right where i'd be, you'd be like, like you'd be like a matchup they can exploit right is the third corner exactly and, the slot and i would lose the overall scope of the team in the game at times where i was like come on you knew that but i you yeah. know what i watched that film and i was so worried about 35 and how he was playing and oh he popped to me and then i kind of lost my way there so before yeah. you give the or while you give this yep. after you give where we currently stand could you also look at how Sims has done just against the spread? We know his guarantee to lose was great. For the just, whole season? Just the last few weeks. Uh, yeah, I have his record for the whole season. I could tally up the last few weeks. If you could do that afterwards, that'd be great. But where do we stand? I hope I'm close. All right, boys. So you're not close, Lefko. Sorry to report that. Uh, last week, week nine, Sims, you made 800 bleacher bucks. Lefko, you made negative 40 bleacher bucks. So, so right around season, even. <laughs> on the you season. Made, hold on. Making 800 in a week is pretty damn good. Thanks, man. But I want to say this before you keep going. We'll read his season total. Yeah, so on the season, Sims, you are at 890. Lefko, you are at negative 120. Uh, records last week, Sims, you went 9-4 and four against the spread. Lefko, you went 6-7, and seven, uh, which brings our records for the whole season. Sims, congrats, you're above 500. You Whoa. are 67, 63, and 3. Oh. And Lefko, you are 63, 67, and 3. Someone in the YouTube comments was asking what the 3 is on the end. Those are the pushes. So yes. wins, losses, pushes. Uh, but Sims, you're above 500. Thanks, well, man. I, I just tallied this, this up on my own. Yeah. Since week five, right. if you've been betting with Sims, you would have made $400, $450, $700, and $800 on all of your bets mm. in back-to-back weeks. That means if you didn't just do the money lines, the guaranteed to loses, if you bet with Sims all of his bets and took our bleacher bucks and actually did your own money, you would have made over $2,000. The last four weeks, and I will add that's eight fifty. That's sixteen fifty. You would have made 
$2,350. That's the ground you've made up. Because in week five, you were down fourteen sixty, right. and now you're up eight ninety. Right. So if you bet with you every week, it's. I'm just glad that it took me beating you for four years <laughs> for you to, like, I'd taken a lot of credit for this. <laughs> you should. I had to take my, I, I, Josh just heard me talking to myself while I was picking games and I was going through it. And I said, okay. What would Lefko do? do no, the I said, don't bet with your heart. Bet with your brain, you idiot. Like I have, that's those things I have to talk to myself sometimes. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you're, you're not just on a guaranteed to lose heater. You're on a 2300 plus heater yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm on a heater. And if you guys remember in the preseason podcast, you said, I have no idea what's going to happen the first two to three weeks of the season. Right. No one played in the preseason. No, yeah. I have no feel for the teams. Yeah. The first three games of the preseason, yeah. and then your heater started in week four. Because yeah. so. like, in the first two, three weeks, the Lions what's beat going the on? Patriots yeah. by double it's digits. Right. It's all over the place. All over the yes. place. And then injuries occur, and things. a lot of things change. All right, guys, let's get started here. Thursday night football, the 6-2 and two Carolina Panthers on the road visiting the 5-2-1 and one Pittsburgh Steelers. We previewed this game a little bit yesterday. Sims, we're going to start with you today. Spreading this game is Pittsburgh minus three and a half. Yeah, I mean, uh, awesome game. Uh, you know, as if anybody's listened to our pods here the last, you know, this whole week, we, we've talked about it. these are two teams that I think Lefko and I both would agree that are teams that can win the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm truly intrigued by it. They have similar styles, right? It's about physicality. They both want to impose their will on you with their offense and defensive line. That's the kind of teams they are. They both have pretty creative offenses, too. So this is not like you're boring, like, oh, we're just going to run downhill and do, downhill and do that. So I, I look at it this. This is my big question. When Pittsburgh is on offense and Carolina's on defense, these are the questions I would pose for everybody. Can, can Carolina legitimately cover Pittsburgh? And when I say that, cover them, yeah, nobody's going to cover Pittsburgh all game long, but you also have to apply pressure along that way, too. That scares me about Carolina. I'm not sure they can do that. They're very sound. They're very well coached. I wouldn't think Pittsburgh gets a ton of big plays tonight. The other side of the ball, the Carolina Panthers uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers, hey, they depend on Cam Hayward, uh, you know, Stephon Tua, their front four just overrunning the other team's offense line. think it's going to be hard to do. There's some big MFers up there for the Carolina Panthers. Also, the other thing that doesn't allow you to tee off against a team like Carolina is all the things North Turner does on the offensive side of the ball. That's going to take away some of the aggressive nature of the Steelers. I'm almost there. And so that's I look at that, and I look at the Carolina offense, Lefko, and I know you and I both like it a whole lot. They do a lot of cool things. They got weapons, and of course, Cam can throw the ball. So those are the things I like and dislike about both sides of that matchup. I think really all it comes down to at the end of the day, it's Thursday night, okay? It's in Pittsburgh. I find this to be a very evenly matched football game. I am going to put $50 on the Carolina Panthers. But I, um, I am picking the Steelers to win the game 24-23. to but I only put fifty because it's Thursday night and they're so evenly matched, and I could see I could see Pitt going up twenty eight twenty one late in the game, or yes. I could also see you know the you know the opposite of that. So I, to me, that's the unknown, and that's why it's only fifty. All right, so let me go back and forth some things that I find interesting. Mm-hmm. Carolina one and two on the road this season. Their only win was Philly when they were down seventeen nothing. Right. So Carolina hasn't been the best road team. Nope. Also, think about how they started those games. They were down twenty. 24- Four to ten, I believe in um, 
their first row game, 17 nothing down to Washington, yes. 17 nothing down to Philadelphia. So they started those games down 58 to 10. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me if Pittsburgh jumped out early. Pittsburgh is 2 and 2 at home, but they're 2 and 0 in their last two games and they've outscored Atlanta and Cleveland by 39 points. I also want to say this, Carolina averages 20.7 points on the road, 31.6 at home. Mm. So their offense doesn't travel. Carolina won seven straight against the AFC. Yep. Steelers are one and four against the spread sure. in their last five primetime games. But this is one the, and four against one the spread? and four mm. in primetime games. Yeah. But here's something that I find really interesting. Carolina, their defense is thirty first in the red zone and thirty second in goal to go. Mm. Pittsburgh's offense is second in the red zone, fifth in goal to go. Yeah. As I'm watching this game last night right. or tonight when we're actually doing this. Right. Can Carolina get stops in the red zone? Yeah. When I watched Tennessee-Dallas, remember, Tennessee was the number one red zone team. It worked. Mm -hmm. Those are the things. You know how I care about that towards the end of the year. How are you and your backs against the wall? Minnesota, so great. They sacked Stafford a lot. I'm going $50 on Carolina as well. Yeah. I have Steelers winning 29-27. Sure. I think it's going to be a little bit high scoring. Yeah. I'm just looking at the Thursday night football games lately, and I'm yeah. going, there have been a lot of points going on the board. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, you're, I, giving, you're giving both teams another touchdown over me. I, I think these teams are so evenly matched. Yeah. And I had, when I was doing the scores in my head, I go, damn, I got Pittsburgh up 10 points. And then I'm just seeing Cam Newton. And I'm seeing Cam Newton going to do some Cam Newton stuff tonight. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey and Greg Olson against the middle of that defense. I think they'll have some success. I think the short week hurts Carolina more than Pittsburgh just because of all the things they do on offense, right? The the all the fake reverses, reverses, speed sweeps, all that. So that that's why I hate Thursday night football, as yes. we talked about. But go ahead, let's go to the next one. All right, guys. Next game, the seven and one New Orleans Saints on the road visiting the five and three Cincinnati Bengals. Spread in this game, New Orleans minus five and a half. It opened at Saints minus four and a half, so it's moved up a point. Sims, over to you. Okay. Well, I, I all right. So Cincinnati's offense uh, versus the New Orleans Saints defense. Hey, uh, I don't expect the Cincinnati Bengals to be able to run on the New Orleans Saints on a consistent basis. Certainly not. Uh, and, and you know, hey, the Saints D line. It does think that Marcus Davenport hasn't been playing. Guys like Sheldon Rankins and some of their inner guy, uh, interior guys have been playing very good football lately. So don't think the running game goes off. Of course, I think Cincinnati can throw the ball on the New Orleans Saints. But, you know, the thing that concerns me there is there's no A.J. Green. And huge. Yeah, that's huge. And I do think Cincinnati is going to make some plays in the past game. But I don't know if they can just sit there and say they're going to – I can't sit here and say they're going to torch New Orleans secondary. I think New Orleans has kind of figured out their formula for what they want to do on the back end. Uh, and, you know, and the fact that I also think New Orleans is going to feel pretty confident in the fact that they can stop the run. They're not going to have to put themselves in any vulnerable positions in the past game. I think when I flip over to the other side – you know, hey, I worry about Cincinnati's defense. It's not good. They're caught in between schemes, right? They're caught between the Marvin Lewis, Mike Zimmer scheme and Terrell, Terrell Austin, who wants to run the Ravens scheme. They don't have the personnel fit. I think he's trying to do some of what Marvin wants, and I think he's also trying to do some of what he wants, and that's why I think they're still on pace to let up more yards in the history of the football on the defense side of the ball, which is amazing with some of the talent they have on that team. I just can't imagine yeah. hiring a defensive coordinator that's been running a system for a long time yeah. and saying, can you change your system? Yeah. Now, you I know. hire a guy to run his system. I, 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 but that's just me. No, I, I think that's a valid point. And I don't know if along the way something got made, too, where they were like, 
you know, okay, for this year until we get your personnel in, then we'll change over. Who knows? But that is a concern for me. And I just look at the Saints offense. And I I look at it like this. I look at Cincinnati has played um, really four complete offenses that I look at this year. Okay. Okay. The Panthers, the Falcons, the Steelers, and the Chiefs. And they let up 45, 28, 36, and 31 against those offenses. That scares me to death. And because of that, I am putting $300 on the New Orleans Saints because they're going to play that saxophone up in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, I do. I think the Saints win this game 34-24. 34-24. Yes. So this is that moment where I go, man, Sims is investing a large chunk of his money into a team that has been cruising against a team missing their best player. Yeah. And I go, makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, wish I put more on this money. Uh, no, but I'll, I'll say this. I'm doing uh, $50 on New Orleans. Okay. Not going to put as much as Sims, but I'll tell you what, I like the way your hips taste. I don't know what that was. Was that hips? Did you say hips yeah, taste? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, you taste hips, huh? This is the 31st ranked pass defense well, against the 32nd ranked pass defense. <laughs> Andy Dalton, when A.J. Green missed the last five weeks of 2016, they went 2-3. and three. He had one game over 300, but he did protect the ball. Yeah. Six touchdowns, two interceptions. Bengals are getting John Ross back. They are getting their center, Billy Price, back. There are questions about Darquez Denard. Um, the reason that I went a little bit less emotional win on Sunday over the Rams. Yeah, I know. And now we're going outside. Right. Drew Brees, the away game. We know what happened with that Vikings game. Ball bounced their way. The Ravens game. Yeah. It took a little bit of luck there. The Giants game wasn't all smooth sailing the entire game. What? No, I was just going to I want, I was gonna, I want him to know. What's the weather in Cincinnati on Sunday? It would be interesting to hear yeah, that. Sorry, keep going. Are you going to do your job? Am I going to do my job? Yeah, give me one sec. I didn't know if you guys wanted the weather today. So... I, I do think that Cincinnati is going to move the ball yeah, a little bit. Right. Um, it's, High of 45, mostly sunny. Okay. Windy? Okay. Nothing bad. Uh, no so wind. Okay. let me ask you this. Yeah. So you're, I, you know, I was just worried about the Saints coming off an emotional win and going on the road against yeah. a team that, you know, backs against the wall type of stuff. What are you, why are you so confident? Because you're not afraid of that stuff. I'm not afraid of that with the New Orleans Saints because Sean Payton's going to Coming keep, off a bye. I don't he, know what the Bengals are going to yeah, be. Exactly. I don't know either. But I know what they are as far as they're kind of a spotty offense that has potential, but their best player isn't there and their defense has been bad. And I look at the Saints and go, you know, Sean Payton, he's got a red ass the whole year. And I don't think they're letting up. I don't think he's going to let up on this team. I don't think they can sit there and go, huh, we, we beat the Rams. We're definitely going to be the one seed or the two seed. The way the NFC's playing out right now, they're going to play their ass off. They got There's still Carolina looming. And the yeah. Rams, uh, you know, they might not lose again. You don't know. So they have to continue to push that. And they did Baltimore. There was no letdown in Minnesota. They beat Minnesota. Yeah. There was no letdown with the Rams. Good I just point. think this is a different team with the Saints. They're the score a- I had was Saints 27-20. Right. I just, for some reason, think that there's going to be some deflected balls and picks that there were in the be. score. Right. But... All right, Sims, yeah. his first big money bet on the board. That was it. Uh, I told this to Josh before we started. Yeah. I'm thinking because you're so hot right now about just adopting your big picks as my <laughs> left go locks. Look, man, there's uh, no shame in my game. No, hey, there shouldn't be. It's like it's like Sean McVay stealing a play. Who cares? Who cares? I am the Sean McVay 
of gambling. There right. it is. All right, guys. Next game at one o'clock. The Damn four it. and four Atlanta Falcons on a three-game winning streak visiting the two six and one Cleveland Browns. Spread in this game is Falcons minus four. And just to get out ahead of it, spread in Cleveland on Sunday. Partly cloudy, high of thirty-nine. So Ooh. keep it in mind, Matty Ice. That's right. It's going to be cold. Yep. I think I'm not that, buying that anymore. I think that shit's done. Exactly yeah. right. I mean, last week yeah. I really rode that. <laughs> Never hard. mind. Weather yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Matt Ryan outside, he can't function. Right. Oh, I think I don't think that thought's there with the New Orleans either, just because of their run game and all that anymore now too. To so where, you don't think it impacts Drew Brees at all? I, I mean, you know, he might not be the Drew Brees that we saw last week, but they're still going to be good enough to where it's not going to affect them totally. So God, damn yeah. It. So I go into the Atlanta <laughs> game. I think the first thing <laughs> I do is I go, okay, uh, Atlanta's Atlanta's offense, it's clicking right now. There's no doubt about that, right? The Cleveland Browns, their defense is not good. They take too many chances at times. They can't sit there and play man-to-man across the board. And to get a little bit like last week to where I just go, Atlanta has enough of an offense to exploit zone schemes. They're smart enough with Matt Ryan that he's not going to get fooled by Greg Williams' creative blitzes. Atlanta can run the ball. Sneaky good O-line. I worry about all those things. I just look at that and go, man, I don't know if Cleveland can match up with Atlanta. Atlanta's rolling right now, and you know I think Matty Ice is just absolutely on fire and been balling. I think when I flip it around to the other side, hey, I don't know what to expect with Cleveland. Cleveland can make plays and move the ball. Yes. But they always find a way to screw the drive up they somehow do. too. Yeah. You know, you know, you look at the Steelers game. Damn, they only ended up with 18 points last week. It looked good against the Chiefs, but they only ended up with 21. Like when the drives need to count, they can't seem to make them, or they can't seem to punch it in the end zone when they get down there and they settle for a field goal. Whatever it may be, that scares me. This is a complete offense with the Atlanta Falcons. I do think the Atlanta Falcons defense has it going as well. They have found the mix and match of the secondary personnel, the linebackers they want to play, their D-line is pretty good. I just have a hard time seeing them, you know, yeah, not controlling kind of this. I think I can't see them not controlling the game. And because of that, I am betting $300. Wow. Yeah. What? Elena coming to town into Cleveland Brown. Huh. Uh, watch out. Get it. Maddie Ice is bowling. 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 Trip. And Cleveland's bowling. 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 Oh, no. <laughs> Splash. Drip, drop. Hey, Nick, that was good stuff there, man. Way to go. That was... that. I really like that. Nick is... I think I might be stealing both So I am going, on. yes. I think the Falcons win this game 30-21. to <laughs> 21. I think that, hey, Cleveland will... They ah! might match them in a 17-14 early. But also, I just look at it like this. I think Atlanta still looks at themselves as a really good football team. I wrote down next right. to this, hopeful Falcons. And yeah. I'm curious. When a team wins a game like they did over Washington, yeah. and now they're 4-4, four and four, right. does the team go... and and does the team all of a sudden go? We need to step it up. Like we have a chance at this. Yeah, I mean they've I think, won three in a row. Right. I think they. I think they're a team that feeds off of energy. That's what they are. It's Dan Quinn. It's Pete Carroll. Let's go. Oh yeah, we're playing good. Yeah, here we go. And they're kind of a front runner team like that. I don't mean they're front runners, yes. but they're battle tested too. And again, they have no room for error. They have none. Atlanta has to get in the playoffs as a fifth or a sixth seed. And there's not going to be much. You can't lose many more. Because, like, your Eagles, you know, they can lose a few because they're still going to win the NFC East, right? Where Atlanta, like, I don't see them catching, like, 
at least New Orleans to win the NFC South. Yeah. So you're going to have to have a pretty good record to be the five or six seed in the playoffs this year, especially with a team like Carolina, Minnesota, and the Bears still looming in that conversation. So I'm excited to see those new pass rushers for Atlanta getting after Baker Mayfield. Uh, Falcons are the number one team in the NFL in third down percentage. And I went back and looked. Chiefs, Steelers, Bucks, last three games for the Browns, those three teams converted 55% of their third downs against Cleveland. Yeah. Atlanta, like you said, will be controlling the ball. Right. Then I said, oh, I got burned last week about Atlanta running to that edge. I looked it up. They're the eighth best team in the NFL at running off the right tackle. Makes sense. They average six yards a carry off right tackle. Mm. The Browns are 24th at defending that run off the right tackle. That's so interesting. Good job. Tevin Good Coleman like to the that. right tackle. Right. But there is a running back that I do think could have a great daily fantasy day. Sure. Duke Johnson. Yeah. Duke went out, had a big old game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. He had nine catches. And then Greg Williams comes out and goes, Duke Johnson can do more. Right. If there's one thing the Falcons defense lets up a lot, it's underneath catches to running backs. Sure. And they allow them to tackle. Yeah. Washington didn't have Chris Thompson last week. So that whole aspect of their game was Never removed. Never got to do it. Right. For some reason, when I came up with the scores... I got you second-guessing like a mofo today. I had the Falcons winning 27-24, to yeah. which would have been a Cleveland cover. Right. But I said, you flipped that crap. I am not betting on Cleveland. There you so go. So I bet $50 on Atlanta. At least that's the right thought there, to just go... I'm, I'm not, not an idiot. Well, don't bet on a team that you just don't know. And so my thing is, is for some reason, when I looked at that game... I went, why is Atlanta only favored by four? And we have this notion with Cleveland that they had this great home field advantage because they beat Baltimore. I I also wanted to ask you one follow-up before we move to the next yeah. game. When a new coach comes in, and I think Cleveland had a little burst of energy in the beginning of the Chiefs game. Right. They were kind of going back and forth. And as a guy that bet the Chiefs, I was like, this game's a little closer than it needs to be. Yeah. The second game... When all that emotion's gone from yeah, the first, right, what's right. that second game like? I it's it could be a letdown. That's what I was thinking. I, it definitely can be. That's I mean, if you made me guess what it because would be, it my, would be that. My thought would be the first game, Greg Williams comes out, it's like, we're gonna change it up. Yeah. But if you still have the same result, result right. I don't know if that same change it up stuff right, works right. anymore. I, I I'm with you. And the other thing I always play into this, Cleveland has enough talent on their team to where like Atlanta's gonna watch them on film and go like, oh, okay, this isn't just a walkover. Like, they're going to be, mo- they're going to see Miles Garrett and they're going to be like, we better be on our game. Like, they have certain players on their team where they're going to be, you know, dotting the, or dotting the I's and crossing the T's just because you take notice as you watch film with them, but they're just not a great team. There's certain players. The advantage about betting against Cleveland, in my mind, is just like Washington was able to get some plays on Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Cleveland will eventually do something towards the end of the drive that's just idiotic. Exactly right. And I like betting against those teams. Yeah, I know. Uh, if I had to steal one of those two for a left go lock, or do you feel really confident about both right now? No, I mean, I feel pretty good about both. I do. Uh, I I'm mean, totally I, I guess I would. These. the New Orleans one would be the one I feel more confident out of the two. Um, left yeah. goes locks. But brought I feel, to you by Chris Sims. Absolutely. <laughs> I like that. Can I be your sponsor? <laughs> yes, I would love one. All right, guys. I'm not paying money, though. Next game at 1 o'clock here, the 3-5 and five Detroit Lions on the road visiting the 5-3 and three Chicago Bears. Spread in this game is Chicago minus 6.5. Weather in Chicago on Sunday. High of 40, and it's cloudy. Sims, you know Matt Patricia does not like to coach in the clouds. How do you see this one going? Oh, he doesn't? I just made that <laughs> no, up. No, that's all right. Uh, yeah, okay. Um... 
I think I look at it Excited like this. this I mean, the Lions, the Lions offense, okay, uh, against the Bears defense. You know, the, the Lions had troubles last week, as we know. I mean, pass protection was an issue, and pass protection wasn't totally the issue. What really happened a lot of the times is nobody was open, and he had the whole, Stafford had to hold the ball a little longer than I think he would like, and then, of course, it got home, the sack, that being. You know, the Bears defense is, for my money, it's every bit as good as the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I don't think you're going to be able to run on the Bears if you're the Detroit Lions, okay? You know, and I also go Khalil Mack is back. Uh, that should be a big effect for the football game. And Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson. And also, I, I, I just go, you know, again, I think the Golden State, the Golden Tate factor is a thing with Detroit. It's one less weapon in the past game. They could say all they want. It and was shape it such over. a thing right. that they went out and looked at receivers because they openly admitted that TJ Jones was not the guy they were hoping it was. No. And I watched a lot of videos from Detroit Lions fans saying, maybe this is good for the Lions. We like TJ Jones. Did not show up last week. No. TJ Jones is not, he can't replace what Golden Tate did. Uh, you know, people are undervaluing what Golden Tate is as a player. So I look at that and I do worry about Detroit's. Um, you know, offense and that side of the matchup. The other side of the ball, yeah, I worry about Detroit's defense too. I mean, there's there's no question about it. I mean, Detroit's defense is it's been all over the place. You know, you can run the football on them. They do let up big plays in certain games. Uh, I don't know what to expect, but I would also say I don't know necessarily what to expect with the Bears' offense either. It's not the most consistent running machine I've ever seen either. You know, really, I look at this game more or not and go, Chicago should win this game. The only way they lose is if Mitchell Trubisky makes some stupid mistakes or if they still might win, but it becomes a lot closer. Um, So it being in Chicago, the Bears playing for something. I think the Bears are the better football team. Uh, I am betting $50 on the Chicago Bears. But I get a little scared. I mean, it scares me. There's just too many unknowns that I don't trust. I'm picking the Bears to win 27-17. But I also could see Matt Stafford driving down late and scoring a touchdown or Trubisky messing that up, and they get the short field, and that game's a 27-24 game. That's why I don't bet a lot of money on that one. Golden Tate, I went back and looked at the last four times he played Chicago, was not a big factor in any of the games. Lions last week, I kept writing my down on my notes, man, the Lions are moving the ball against Minnesota, then they get in the red zone and flame out. Mm-hmm. Well, the Lions are 29th in the NF in red zone, mm-hmm. but Minnesota was second. Chicago is 27. Yeah, they let, it, so they let you in. I do think the Lions are going to be able to punch some in. Right. I went back last year and I watched the highlights of that Chicago-Detroit game in Chicago right. because I went, how the hell did Detroit win that game? Right. Stafford made some unreal throws. I remember that. It was this combination. Yeah. Trubisky had a fumbled snap, returned for a touchdown, oh, which that. is the mistake you talked about. Right. And then it was Galladay and Marvin Jones' big plays. Right. And that's how I think this game gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, Chicago, Connor Barth missed a 46-yard field goal to tie it up. Huh. The big thing for me is this. I think Chicago is winning. The last 10 times they've played, Sims, what's the series record? 5-5? Five and five? Lions are 9-1. and one. Are you kidding me? I think the Bears win this game 23-21, to 21, and I have $100 on Detroit. It's a divisional game. Sure. I... Oh, that was an aggr- That Lion's definitely going to beat my bear up. That was a mean Lion. To me, this is a Chicago team that 
they go in a Buffalo and Trubisky throws for like 140 and Jordan Howard runs for 44, but they win 41 to nine. The Bears are not at a point yet where I 100% trust them. Yeah. I just don't trust them yet. I get you. I see Trubisky issues every now and then, but you know what Trubisky did in that game that I remember? That overtime? Fourth and 13. That was the first time we saw Trubisky run. run. And that was so uh, something about when you had that coming of age moment against another team, I think gives you confidence. I just think this game is a little bit closer. I think there are some fluky Trubisky plays that happen. And I think six and a half to a team that you've lost nine of the last ten times to. Yep. I just think it's going to be closer. It's a it's a three or four point win to me. That's that's fine. I I I can totally justify. Do you feel nervous now? Do I feel nervous? Well, I felt nervous about this game either way. That's it's why a I go weird 50. game. I go $50 on my nervous bets, and that's a weird one to me. I don't ever go down to 10, 10 vil like you did. I only did one 10 vil. Ooh, your, this is good. How's your cafe mocha? It's good. It's good. My hot chocolate was excellent today. Yeah, it's really good. That machine good. is cooking. Whew, it's like sin on his bets. Is that in our building? Yeah, it's yeah, in the kitchen. It is. Okay. Yeah, I left going. I do a uh, hot chocolate and a cafe mocha he on offered Thursday morning. It was very nice of him. Yeah, you should have one. They're good. All right, guys. Next game: two and six Arizona Cardinals on the road visiting the eight and one Kansas City Chiefs. Spread in this game: KC minus sixteen and a half. Weather in Kansas City on Sunday: high of forty-eight, partly cloudy. Sims. Okay. Um, Fascinated. Largest spread of the season. Is it? Yes, because the Chiefs are eight and one against the spread, and Vegas is like, we're done with this. Right. So sixteen Jack and a half. It up. Yes. <laughs> right. You want to bet on this team? Good luck sweating seventeen. Uh, seriously, that's awesome. And we're with Mister Anti Kansas City Better over here. Now you had you did bet with them last week. I did bet with them last week. Yeah. My, right. my big thing with Kansas City, I don't care what team you're betting on. Yeah. Seventeen is insane. It is insane. It really is. Okay. Um, where do I even start with this? I have like hardly any notes for this game. All right, so this is this would be my synopsis here. Okay, just real quick. I mean, Arizona's offense is not good. I mean, come on, there's there's no magic pill here. But I will say this: a bye week for this Arizona team, I do think, is a good thing. Okay, Byron Leftwich kind of gets to get his, you know. Formula formulation down as far as what he wants to do on the offensive side of the ball. Josh Rosen, things like that. Of course, it is a Kansas City defense. That's not the greatest thing we've ever seen. Uh, so, you know, again, I'm not going to say that the Arizona Cardinals are going to go up and down the field, but they're going to make plays because it's the Chiefs, and they let up plays every week. That's just going to happen, and I'm not mad at the Chiefs for that. They should do that. They should be kill or be killed because they should never have their offense sitting over there for 10 minutes. Um now, on the other side of the ball, you know, of course, nothing can stop Kansas City. Absolutely nothing. Okay? I mean, they're, they're amazing. And I will say, with Steve, with Steve Wilkes and what he does on the defensive side of the ball, I think it semi-matches up a little bit to have potential to slow down Kansas City. Like, when I say slow down, I mean, like, they score 30 instead of 41. Like, you know, that kind of thing I'm talking about. Uh, they're going to play zones. They're going to keep a lot of people in front of them. You know, they have a decent pass rush, the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think they're going to have to allot people to pressure all the time. Obviously, I think Kansas City wins this football game. That's a no-brainer. And I, when I wrote the score down, I have them winning 38-20. to 20. So they covered the spread. Wow. I'm betting $100 on the Kansas City Chiefs. Bye-bye, Mr. Cardinal. Did you ever listen to the slow-mo, the half-speed of that discussion? Oh, I did. 
Phenomenal. You, we sound drunk, stoned. It's incredible. <laughs> yes. You're like, I don't know. What that, was that? That was, was that an arrow? <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, um, I couldn't go hard, though. The bye week scares me. And Steve Wilkes, I think a lot of him is a defensive coach. He can, I think he can stymie people at times. Arizona has had moments this season where I've seen glimmers. Right. Now, they've also had Denver Broncos on a short week getting destroyed. Yes. But they're also in games. And I also look at Josh Rosen and go, I think he's going to have some time. And when Rosen has some time, we know there's going to be some openings mm-hmm. with Kansas City to make some plays. Yes. The other thing that excites me is when Byron Leftwich took over, the Cardinals started doing things that I thought they would do from the beginning under Mike McCoy. David Johnson ran 30 pass routes last the last time they played. Right. The most he's run all season. Right. Larry Fitzgerald finally got 12 targets. Right. He was not getting that many targets. Ricky Seals-Jones ran 37 routes, the most he had run all year. And so they have some weapons on this offense. I just don't know what they were trying to do with Mike McCoy. They were trying to be a power running team with David Johnson where – Put him out at wide receiver, line him up against one of those slot corners, and let's go to work. Yeah. I think 17 is a lot. Since week three, Arizona is 4-1-1 one, one against the spread. Mm. I think that Rams game, kind of uh, when they lost 34 to nothing, Skewed things a it little. was also Sam Bradford, and I do think a buy is going to help. Right. I have $50 on Arizona okay. to cover that 16 and a half. Don't you worry about the little bow in the room. Don't you worry about the little car. No, little car, no. That's Rosen. Uh, I love it. <laughs> um, I had uh, this score as 31 to 16. Okay. So I had it 15. Yeah. But, um, you know, it could be 31 to 13, and I lose this. But bet. that's, I mean, I, that's the range. I think that's that's the proper range. I, don't I, think you're... I just think that 16 and a half, I don't want to sit there and sweat it out. I would never put a lot of money on that. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to go, come on, Josh Rosen, keep it close. Because the great thing about taking the underdog in right. a 17 is every touchdown feels like a win. Right. Because if Arizona somehow gets a Patrick Peterson touchdown, you go, Kansas City now has to score 24. And they're very capable. Yeah, but you know, I'm just pray. I'm just praying for points. I, I, I hear you. It's uh, that flying squirrel was really cool. With my I was going to ask you. I was, was going to go there. Was real it quick. still there when you got home? No, but she got it out of the house. But she, she had some, my wife had somebody in the house, and I don't think you said this on the podcast. I didn't say this on the podcast. No, you said this when we were taping the show. Oh I think. no, the flying squirrel. No, yeah. I said it. Yes, no, that, I said that was how we started yesterday's, yesterday's right, podcast. Right, yeah, right. So. But so she told me this story when she gets home. She's like, you got to like, I got to tell you this real quick. So somebody was in the house. She was talking and she kept seeing something by our garage basement stairwell just going up and down the stairs. And at first she just thought it was one of our cats, right? Because we have three cats walking around. But she noticed like this thing was like, like literally flying up there. Like she was like, wait, that thing is like, is that real? Like just up and down, up and down. And I guess he was trying to get out of the house, obviously. So she finally goes to look down there. She closes the basement door because she's like, man, if he goes in the basement door, I mean, it's he over. might never get out. Right, right. You never know where he's going to be or hide or nestle. And she says the thing just stood on the stairs. And she said it was like the size of like, you know, like a, a, a I don't know, a big plastic ball, like nothing like yeah. nothing gigantic. And she opened some doors, and the thing didn't move. It just hit on the like the stairs. Like you don't see me here, right? And she finally was like, "Shush, shush!" And the thing, Hi, little flying squirrel, the thing just went out, and that was it. These are the stories when I think about owning a home. 
and I think about yeah, all I don't the, want to deal with that. I think about all the nooks and crannies where critters come in, and you got to kill the bugs oh, and, yeah. and stuff coming in. I'm like, I just want to call the super. Yeah, Ramon, get up here, man. <laughs> I got a mouse. Yeah, but you can deal with those things. It's all right. All right, guys. Next game: the seven and two New England Patriots on the road visiting the four and four Tennessee Titans. Spread in this game is New England minus six and a half. Weather in Nashville on Sunday: fifty-two degrees is the high, mostly cloudy. Sims, take it away. Okay. Um, New England's offense. Uh, we think Sony Michelle is going to be back, right? I mean, that's what they're saying, or that's what I thought I read, but maybe I'm I not. have no idea. Okay, it doesn't it's really the matter the, that much to me because I do think Cordero Patterson has legitimately found his role as an NFL running back for the rest of his career, and that's what he should be. Uh, so, you know, I look at the Titans' defense. Hey, they they have some creative things that they can do on that side of the ball. Also, Dean Pease, Mike Vrabel, there's familiar familiarity there. I don't, still don't know if I spit that out right. You know, but. You know, I look at teams that... When you say familiarity... Yeah, there it is. Say famil. Familiarity. Yeah, because yeah, you're going I want to add the extra L in there somewhere. Yeah. Famil- familiar... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. Um, but uh, I, I do... Hey, listen, I don't think anything can stop New England's offense, really. I put them up there in the class of the Rams and the Chiefs. Just they get what they need to get to win the game. It doesn't really matter. If they have to get 28, then they get 28. If they have to get 24, they're going to get 24 when they need to get there, whatever it may be. But Dean Pease's, uh, Dean Pease's history, I'm going to say, and Mike Vrabel's history, that scares me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I flip it over to the other side, and I still have no faith in the Titans' defense. I'm not going to be fooled by what I, I'm offense. I'm not going to be fooled by what I saw last week yet. I, I'm what did not. You see? I'm not. Yeah, exactly right. I'm not. What did buying you see into, that was like? Oh, Mariota faked something. I know. I'm not going to buy. Oh, into he found any of a that. few isolation Corey Davis throws across the middle. Exactly right. Like, I, what was that? I, I thought about that. I was no, like, I, I didn't know. see anything. Nothing creative. Nothing that no. I'm going to hang my hat on. Uh, yes. So I think all of those I take into account. You know, I do envision. The, the New England Patriots, of course, winning this football game. I guess the Dean Pease factor, uh, Mike Vrabel factor, it being in Tennessee scares me from going hard on this game in any shape, way, or form. You know, hey, I will say this too. The Titans, you know, Ma- Malcolm Butler and company, they can play man. I, you don't want to make a living. Right. right. You don't want to make a living in it. But they can play man on given, the given snaps, especially those third and four plays where New England can be so dangerous and basically unstoppable to where they might get off the field. So at the end of the day, what I'm telling you is I bet $100 on the New England Patriots. Go Sox. Go Sox. Hey, wicked hot chowder. Oh, wicked hot chowder. Is it? I don't know. Is it uh, the red or the white chowder? Nobody orders red. I know. I can't do the chowder. Really, I like the red better, I think. If I'm getting red, I'd rather get minestrone. Oh, that's true. You're right. I probably would, too. I, um, think, I think red New England clam chowder is bootleg minestrone soup. I guess you're... I don't even know if I've had red New England clam chowder. You I just have, said have, you liked it. Well, I know. I said... I don't, I don't, you no, just said... Right. You, go, you go, I do like red chowder. And now you're going to say you do I've never had either. You're going to listen up. to betting advice from a guy that doesn't... I've never had either. That's what I should have said. I've never had either chowders. You've never I'm had New saying, England clam chowder white? If, no. But I'm just saying, what? if I did, you lived in I'm going with the red, okay? You going lived in Boston. Red. Yeah. There is not many things better than a creamy New England clam chowder with a little bit of cracker in there. Yeah. And maybe you get a little 
Of some clam? Well, yeah, I don't like clams. That's the one problem that we're going to have That's a big here. issue for clam you know? chowder. And I crackers don't like crackers, okay? I was <laughs> going to say that I'd like to find one game each week where we make like a food bet or something. Oh, thank Where like you. I got to do something, and then if, if I win, you got to try something. And you eating some form of shellfish Ugh. would be incredible. Ugh. Because when it comes to texture... I know. Even I get weirded out sometimes by clam it. chowder and then the white cream. It just don't oh. don't sound good to me. Break it down yeah. for us, left. Do you, you like clam chowder? I do like clam. Just chowder. so you know, thirty-one twenty-one pats. Okay, so I have them covering the spread by three and a half points. I just there's a few things I didn't trust. I guess. So the thing that scared me about the Patriots is I do think they're a different team on the road. Mm-hmm. I, I look at their team and I go. All right. You know, they really struggled against Buffalo for most of it. I'm getting yeah. alert right now that Rex Burkhead is back at practice and may be eligible in a few weeks. But anyway, Buffalo, a little bit sloppy. The Chicago game, their defense wasn't really up to par. Yeah. Um, the Lions, they lost. Jacksonville, they lost. So sometimes New England is not that great um, at on the road. When I did my score... I came out with Patriots 24, Titans 19, okay. which would be a Titans cover. Yeah. And I said, flip that, because I do not want to bet on the Titans. And then I looked. And tell me how much this plays a part, because I know that you always tell me the past doesn't matter. Yeah. The last five times that New England has played Tennessee. they has been beat, disaster. They've beaten them by an average of 29 points right. a game. That d- doesn't matter in this one. Because of Vrabel and Dean Pease? Uh, yes, because that was Jeff Fisher and those teams. It was not Jeff Fisher. Well, uh, the ha- maybe not the last time they played, but the times before that it was, I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, they get destroyed. Yeah. I can't imagine Marcus Mariota having that much success. I can't either. I can't imagine them scoring that many points, but New England will allow some yards and all mm-hmm. that. But I didn't come away from New- uh, Tennessee-Dallas going, I'm impressed with Tennessee. No. I came away going, Dallas blew some really big opportunities. Yes, exactly right. But I'm going to put $50 on New England. I'm not really Mackie, going. Mac and the Funky Bunch. Now, that's a good band. You know what band I love more? Bastin. Boston. It's one of my favorite songs, though. Uh, More Than a Feeling by Boston. More Than a Feeling. Uh, that was the Guitar Hero song that I would destroy. Oh, uh, that was your back, phenomenal Guitar Hero back song. Back when Guitar Hero. Because it'd be like. Yeah, that's a good song. That's a, he's an amazing voice, whoever that guy is. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going $50 on New England just because I'm afraid of them on the road coming off a of, – I don't know. like Yeah, I, I hear you. That's why I didn't go hard. I feel like they're going to win the game. I went 100 because I felt somewhat good about it, but I'm not a good enough to put a big chunk. The and Buffalo I, game scared me. Yeah, I know. I, I get you. Buffalo's D is really good, though. What the hell am I betting on? All right, guys, what next you, game what here. What are you so wrong there? What's so wrong about it? What do you mean? You bet this. No, you just put your big money in on some smart games, and now I'm a little, a little nervous. That's <laughs> all. Hey, the locks are what matter. Get the locks right. So. Get the locks right. Okay, next game here on the 1 o'clock slate, 5-3 and three Washington on the road visiting the 3-5 and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I hate this Spreading game. this game, Tampa Bay minus 3, and the weather on Sunday in Florida, high of 83, partly Ooh. cloudy, 67% humidity, Seven mile an hour winds coming out of the northeast. Mm. Little breeze. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, all right. I'll start here. I'll start with Tampa's offense versus the Redskins' defense because I think that's really the marquee matchup of the football game. Um, I agree. I mean, I just look at again like this, a little bit like last week's matchup for the Redskins, where I just go, "Hey, the Redskins' defense. There's a lot I like. You know that certainly, uh, but." 
primarily a zone defensive football team. And I look at the Bucks and go, they have enough offense to move the ball against zones. They have all the right plays. They have all the zone beaters, and they can do that. You know, they move the ball in the Pittsburgh Steelers. They play a ton of zone. They, they have that within their DNA. Sounds like a big Adam Humphreys game. It, it definitely could be. So those type of guys. And, you know, deep in cuts over the middle to Mike Evans. And, Please. you know, O.J. Howard and the seam route. And things like that. That's where I envision them. So And also, I look at the Redskins. They don't have a great pass rush. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay can protect the passer. You know, they're not horrible. They got some big guys up there. So I look at that and go, okay, Fitzpatrick's going to have his time. And I do think at times Minuski could panic a little bit because he goes, damn, we can't get there this week. And he blitzed. That's what happened a few times last week. He finally was like, damn, I can't take it. I'm sick of watching Matt Ryan sit back there and make a move. And then he throws a play, you know, open into my zone coverage. And it's a first down. So I look at from that aspect and go, I do think Tampa Bay can move the ball on this Redskins defense, which is still good, but not great. Okay, then I go on to the other side of the ball, and Tampa's defense, of course, is a dumpster fire as well. Ugh. I mean, we know that. But this is, again, a lot like last week. I go, this is not the offense that necessarily always takes you know, can take advantage of dumpster fires. They're not explosive in the past game. They're not going to change this week. They lost Paul Richardson, and they lost three. What is Trent Williams playing? We don't even know yet. Uh, no, he's out for like a month. Is he out for a month yes. for sure? Okay, so yeah, so you have no he Trent, practice with a thumb. no Scherf, no Louval. Luv- and Morgan Luv- Moses missed practice on Wednesday I, with a knee. A knee issue, right. So he's and so did up. Chris Thompson and Jamison Crowder. So Chris that, Thompson with a rib, Jamison Crowder with an ankle. Oof, that's, I mean, that all, that all of that scares the hell out of me. So because of that, I am going $50 on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yo, ho, yo, ho, the Pirates laid for me. I just look at, I'm only going 50 because I don't trust either one of these teams. And I'm not going to trust the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I picked Tampa to win the game 27-23. So they're covering by one point. Two straight games for Tampa Bay where they're down and they come roaring back. The yeah. Bengals game where Fitzpatrick came in and, and almost took it to overtime. Panthers, they came back and scored like 21 unanswered points. Right. They're going to start faster at home because they started fast at home pretty much every game. Started up on Philadelphia 27-7, got that 7-0 lead on Pittsburgh, was up 16-2 on Cleveland. They come out a little bit faster at home. I do think Washington's D will bounce back after last week. I don't think it can be 38 points bad. Right. Uh, Tampa Bay doesn't have a running attack like yeah. Atlanta does to make them worry about both. Yep, that's a good point. Um, but I would also say maybe we got a little hyped up on Washington because they slowed down the Giants and the Cowboys, and really those offenses we're learning aren't that great. Sure. Tampa Bay's defense, last in red zone, worst in interception rate, worst in points per game, mm. 30th against the pass. And that's why I kind of go, this game is a little scary to me. Yeah. Also, the reason that this is really scary to me is turnovers. Yeah. Washington is fifth best. They've only turned the ball over seven times. Only seven giveaways. Yeah. Tampa Bay has the worst turnover margin in the NFL, minus 15, Mm. and they've only taken the ball away six. So here I have a team in Tampa that has better athletes, a better offense, and that should put up more points, but... They're more prone to turn the ball over, and Alex Smith is not going to turn it over. I see this game 27-22 Tampa Bay. I'm putting $50 on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yep. 
All right, so we're we're right in line there. Lockstep. But I could totally see this being a game that Tampa had control over, and then they throw an interception or they lose a fumble, and Alex Smith makes one throw to Jordan Reed, and they lose this game. Instead of winning 27-22, they lose 22-20. Right. I I don't want to bet on Tampa because I have no idea what they're doing, and I don't want to bet on Washington because in the words of Joe – who the hell knows? Yes. They're manic. Yes. So I don't really know. I get you there. Let's go to the next game. It is going to be oh, great game for Josh to leave. Buffalo at the Jets. Possibly Josh Allen will yeah, be starting right. limited practice. <laughs> uh, and we know that Sam Darnold is not starting. So we don't get the battle of the rookie quarterbacks. Right. It might be Josh Allen against Josh McCown. Yeah. Uh, did not practice. Anunua, Wabi, Robbie Anderson, Tremaine Johnson is now limited in practice. So maybe we'll see him play. But this is two teams at the bottom of the AFC East and yeah. likely at the top of the draft. Yeah. Uh, I mean, two good defenses. I think that's where I start. Um this is being a defensive struggle all the way. I mean, this could be 9-6. It could be 12-9. Uh, I'm picking it to be 16-13. I am picking it to be 20-12. So I just look at it like this. I, I, I guess if you made me bet, I think Josh Allen's going to play. I think they're going to hope he does play. I, I have a hard time thinking that the Jets are going to move the ball a whole lot on Buffalo's defense. Buffalo is extremely sound. Why not? But if you're going to play Josh against the Jets, yeah. why not sit him right. and then take the bye week? Oh, they have the bye week next. And then rest him up for when he has to host Jacksonville. Yeah, okay, sure. I, you're, I mean, yeah, listen, that's but a But maybe solid get some point. playing time against the team where if he throws one touchdown, they might win. I think they just, I just look at it like that. They still want to get him out there. This is a team that, that maybe they look at, they and will you win the game. Peterman? Right, exactly. And that's the other issue. Exactly right. They're looking at it and going, damn, I mean, Josh, we hope you can play because we have two other guys here that are just not going to get it done. Um, so, But I have also no faith that the Buffalo offense is going to be able to move the ball in the Jets defense, too. I, I respect the Jets defense. They're going to. The Jets defense. Yeah. Let me do a quick rundown. Yeah. Ninth in interception rate, right. second in getting teams off the field on third down, fifth in the red zone, 13th against the pass. Yeah. Now, Buffalo, not great in those other metrics, 20, 20, and 24 in interception, third down, and red zone, but they're third against the pass. Yeah. And 11th against the run. Yeah. I, I mean, I think. You know, the bad stats for Buffalo are really just because their offense puts them in such bad spots all 100%. the time. They're on the field too much. They're just worn out. They're going, damn, we were just out here 40 seconds ago, and now we're back out here again. Oh, it's 40 seconds later, and we're back out here again. So you have Buffalo covered. I have. I do. I have Buffalo covering. I'll get to that. I am going $50 on the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's going to be Jets winning the game 16 to 13. I have the Jets winning the game 20 to 12. So, you got them covered. so I have a Jets, Jets cover. cover. Right. Yeah, I, I I trust Josh McCown more than anybody else there. Yeah. Because I feel like this is going to be neither team's offense really does anything. Mm-hmm. And I go, which one of these teams is more likely to throw mistakes to the other team and give the other team short fields? And I think Josh is very self-aware at this point of his career. Now, I'm saying this, Josh McCown also throws some dumb passes. He does. But I gotta think he has the awareness to not do it. To know so, he's playing and he don't need to take any chance. And I, I know it's easy to crap all over Todd Bowles right now, but Todd Bowles in that defense has been really good. Yeah. So I think it's a lot better than people realize. It is. 
It's the same thing like with them with Buffalo. They just their their offense has put them in so many tough positions. It's hard to overcome it all the time. All right. So our only differences thus far is I'm taking the Jets. You're taking Buffalo. I'm taking Arizona and the points. You're taking Kansas City and you're laying the wood. And then I'm taking Detroit and you're taking Chicago. Yeah. All right, guys. Next game on the schedule here: the Jacksonville Jaguars, three and five, on the road visiting the Indianapolis Colts, also at three and five. Spread in this game is Colts minus three. Sims, we'll go over to you first. Okay, so um, we'll start with the Jags offense. I mean, the Colts defense, it's certainly nothing special or brag about. It's got a lot of potential for future years, and I like what they're building there and all of those pieces. things. Yeah, it really do. they got a lot of great front seven pieces, safety place pieces, all those things. So it's exciting for the future, but, you know, they're still not a special defense. Um, they're sound you know, the Albert Eberflus is really he, he's a good detailed coach and they have a few little creative things they do every week, but they don't overdo it. They kind of just go, this is what we play and we're going to be really good at it. And we're going to hustle and make tackles and not blow any assignments, which I respect and just the right amount creativeness. Now, you know what I look about? Yeah, of course, the Colts pass defense is not very good. Well, I don't look at the Jaguars as being the type of offense that's just going to totally exploit that. The other thing, though, I got to say here is the Jacksonville Jaguars, their best player is back. For the on the offensive side of the ball, and that's Leonard Fournette. And the fact that he's back, I gotta think they're gonna ride the big man big time in this game and try big to get time. back to what Jacksonville does, right? DJ Which Hayden's is, back too. Right. So to get to get to that, like just control the ball, the defense gets to stay fresh, and they get to fly around like a bunch of maniacs. Now on the other side of the ball, I'll say this the the Colts versus the Jags defense, interesting matchup. I do think I do think that the Colts offense matches up pretty well with the Jacksonville defense. The, Jackson, the Colts offensive line is no slouch anymore. You're, Jacksonville's not just going to steamroll them up front. And when you don't steamroll up front, Andrew Luck, he'll sit there like Captain Andrew, and he will throw the ball all over the field. Now, Jacksonville's defense is still freaky good, and they're going to be foaming at the freaking mouth in this at game. At the freaking mouth. Um, so my long story short here is... Long story coming to an end, guys. I'm betting $50 on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. Talk about it. Talk about it. I'm betting $50. I think they're going to win the game 23-19, to but I'm only betting 50 I don't feel confident. I got to see Jacksonville's offense actually get back to what Jacksonville offense was last year before I put money on, you know, that side of the ball. And like I said, fucking Andrew Luck is good. I don't know what anybody else wants to say about it. He will sit in the pocket. They can run the ball a little bit too. And he scares me. So that's why I'm not going to a lot of money on this game. I completely understand that he scares you. Here's the thing. He's favored by three. I know. He's not an underdog. I know. I love Luck as an underdog. Right. Not a huge fan sometimes as a favorite. Why? Because the Colts didn't get a turn did not turn over the ball once against Oakland or Buffalo. Right. That's not going to continue. <clears throat> Luck is going to be feeling himself. Mm-hmm. Luck's going to be throwing it all over the place. This is one of my Left Go Red Light specials. I saw this, and that buzzer went off, and I said, Mama, there goes that man. Jacksonville has been sitting around for two weeks getting shit on. Yeah. Your quarterback 
More importantly, your defense stinks. You know what I did this week? What did you do, Lefko? I picked up Jacksonville's defense on fantasy. Mm. Our own Matt Camp fantasy expert says, but they're playing Andrew Luck. And I said, I don't care. Because the rest of this season, I didn't think Jacksonville could get external motivation. I thought they'd have to battle being the favorite. They're suddenly the underdog. I went and checked out how Blake Bortles has done uh, the last few times that he's played in Indy because yeah. he's not great on the road. Right. Last time he played, 330 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Right. Game before that, 301 yards, one touchdown, no interception. Game before that, 298 yards, one touchdown, interception. I'll also say this. Last six times these teams have played, mm-hmm. Jacksonville is 6-0 and against the spread. Mm. But that's not the reason I like it. This is Leonard Fournette stomping on souls. Yep. This is Jalen Ramsey. Pick six. This is Jacksonville, 30, Indianapolis, 16. And I'm putting 200 bleacher bucks on the Jacksonville Jets. I'm not mad at your logic. I don't need you to support my logic. (laughs) Also, this is the other thing that I'm factoring in. Yeah. For two weeks, the Indianapolis Colts have been told they might have the best offensive line in the NFL. Right. Coming off a week in which they stonewalled the Oakland Raiders. That's right. The worst pass rush in the NFL. 32nd in sacks. They're doing interviews on Sims and Lefko. They get a week off to just gloat about it. Andrew Luck's talking about being protected. They don't even know what's coming into town. I disagree with you there. They know exactly what's coming into town. They've played them, and they're going to be turn on the film and go, oh, shit, it's these guys again. They're coming into town. Quinn Nelson not, has not, never faced you're them. You're fine with your Braden Smith has right. never faced right. them. Right. They have never faced the Jacksonville Jaguars. Calais Campbell is going to go, hey, Quentin, I hear you're pretty good. And Quentin's going to look up slowly and go, Holy crap. Hey, dude. Calais, what's up, man? Quinn doesn't get scared, dude. Don't say that. That's, that's, I shouldn't that's say rude that. of you. But I I just, I don't know why. I, I mean, I know why. I know why, too. I believe that Jacksonville with Doug Marone and yep. Tom Coughlin and all these guys, it is batting down the hatches. It is all systems go. And I'm going to be betting on Jacksonville a lot in the coming weeks because I think that they are about to start clicking. I just got to see it first. I, just, I, get I, it. Couldn't gu- I didn't have the guts to do it. Sometimes in gambling. Yeah. I just can't see Jacksonville losing five in a row and one to the Indianapolis Colts. I just don't see it. Yeah. That's not it, the season they're going to have. Do you think it helps the Colts? These are other things that I just thought. These are food for thought for anybody listening. Do you think it helps the Colts that, you know, the Eagles just played them, so they got to see what the Eagles did on the offensive side of the ball against Jacksonville? Maybe it helps Jacksonville. I don't know. I'm just saying either way. Also, another thing I'll just throw for food for thought, too. I don't know the answers to these. I just think these are little interesting things I think about. Like the Cowboys, their defense, very similar to what the Colts run on defense. So I just think of those things and go, who would that be an advantage of? There was too many unknowns for me to bet money on it. That's why. But my my heart and brain combination said, ooh, this is ridiculous. Jacksonville's going to win this game, and the Colts are favored. Yeah. But then I but said, then you heart, go- leave. I have to see. My brain and eyes have to see the Jags offense. Yeah, I want to jump on this early. Okay. I want to jump on the Jaguars early. Yeah. A lot of food for thought being thrown around this studio you right know what now. Thoughts. He, he went. He went. He went. Just some food for thought. Things to think about. Stuff that I'm mulling just over. Blah, blah, blah. And, I, and I go. <laughs> I don't same, know the answer. That was the same thing four times in a row. <laughs> 
Foods for thought. Okay. Foods for thought. Uh, moving on to the late afternoon games here. 405, the 6 and 2 LA Chargers on the road visiting the 1 and 7 Oakland Raiders. Spread in this game, Chargers minus 9.5. Weather in Oakland on Sunday, high of 71 and sunny, Sims. Do you oh. think we could convince Bleacher Report to let us all live in California? No. I don't want to live in California. No. Yeah, I don't want to either. I like what? the seasons. I'm like loving outside right now. I like now. the East Village too much. All right, me and Nick are going to California. See, Sounds get, great. See, get the fuck out of here. Have fun. The, no, I like the seasons. Right now, I love the Northeast. It's my favorite time of the year. It's The the trees are a plentiful and it's beautiful. Leaves are everywhere. They are. It's Foliage. beautiful. Love it. I love all of those right. things. But then I'd like to wake up to sunny 70 degrees nah. and a beach. Gets old. It's overrated. Gets old. Take it away, Sims. I um, leave the worst places. I leave my wrong. apartment and there's a guy go, watch out for that. Yeah. You're in LA and someone's like, hi, how are you? No. Would you like a poke bowl? Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah. Listen, there, there's a lot of positives. I mean, I'm not going to, if I got stuck in LA, I'm not going to be like, oh man, I'm stuck in LA. That stinks. Um, okay. Getting back, okay. Getting back to business here. Um, let's start with the Oakland offense versus the Chargers defense. Whew. Oakland, I don't know what to think with Oakland right now. I really I don't, know don't. What to say. I really don't know what to say. I mean, Oakland can throw the ball and do those type of things and do it consistently most weeks. I know last week that's not the case. Let's just wipe last week out of our brains. It's not great pass protection, you know. The Chargers' defense is not overly complicated. They're definitely better in this matchup. Does Oakland continue to be a dumpster fire? Did last week's ass-whooping wake them up enough to say, okay, we're going to put a spirited effort out here? There's just so many unknowns with that part. you know. And then I go to the other side, and damn, when the Oakland Raiders got to play complete offenses... It's big trouble. I mean, it really is. And that scares me, too. I mean, the Chargers can run the ball. And, of course, we know they can throw the ball. And Oakland, you know, the scheme is not overwhelming. The 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 uh, talent on the field is not overwhelming. And that, of course, scares the crap out of me. So I guess what I'm saying is the big question is Oakland's offense. And what can they do? Are they going to be able to move the ball? Are they going to be able to protect? You know, are we going to see the Oakland offense who did some good things, you know, through the first you know, half of the year here to this point? I, I I don't know. I don't know. So I'm betting $100 on the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm only going 100 Man. that's He's fried, that guy. That Raider is fried. Uh, but I had to do that one time for Gridiron Heights. Yeah. I was Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I was taking movie tickets. And Bill Belichick came in, you know, in Star Wars, when the guy, like, electrocutes people. Yeah. And they had me in the audio booth doing electrocuted person sounds for about 15 minutes. Give me one. So they'd be like, okay, be electrocuted. And I'd be like, like that. Like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I you want to try it? Be electrocuted. Electrocuted? <laughs> Josh, you try. <laughs> I'm right, go one more time. I'm go one more time. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, there's like some spit out, yeah. right? So maybe some blood. Anyway, I showed my kids Taken the other day, and he does that to one of them. I have a certain set of skills. Yes, yeah, I showed him, and then they electrocute the guy in the chair. It's good, good thing to show your eight-year-old. 
He loved it. He's, um, seen, he's seen worse. He has seen worse. Um, what did you show him last year? Well, I mean, take it. I had to explain to him that they were stealing women and having sex with these women, too, as they were drugging. So that was a little bit of a topic. There. Oh, you, you like, had the talk. Well, we've had the talk. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, last point. I picked the Chargers to win 38-24. I'm putting $100 on the Chargers, obviously. I guess I'm just scared that – what scares me is that – they what had the scares extra you is that what the, scares you yeah. is that when the Chargers played the Raiders, the Raiders were in that game. They were, and they had a few red zone turnovers. Right, and the history of the Chargers Raiders rivalry yeah. is really freaking weird. Right, a lot of underdogs win these. And games. I'm just scared of like you know these Raiders got pride, right? Uh, Do they? they? Be in, I don't know. I got I an alert right. about an hour ago on my Bleach Report app. Mm. An article from Ty Dunn, Ooh. our good friend. Yeah, I'm going to read three sentences here. Sift through the remains, and it's about the Raiders. Yeah. Sift through the remains, and there are some players who are trying to believe, but there's no doubt about it. The destruction is taking a toll. One Raiders vet looks around an empty locker room and shakes his head. Quote, they're trying to find a reason to get anybody out of here. What I believe we saw last Thursday was the death of the Raiders 2018 season. There's nothing to play for. All hope is lost. And I think just like Greg Williams' speeches won't resonate as much in week two, I don't know if anyone's listening to Gruden right now. I have this game as 41-17 to Chargers, and I'm going 300 bleacher bucks on the Chargers. Chargers, charge. I'm going 41-17 Chargers. Yeah. Um, it's, I couldn't believe this. I thought they were going to get the Chiefs spread. Like, I thought of, of the two, they would get the Chiefs spread. Um, I mean. Uh, I know. I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to tackle Melvin Gordon. There's there's a lot of unknowns. There, there, there definitely is. I know. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I watched John Gruden arguing with his defensive coordinator, and I watched Mull- I watched Nick Mullins and the Niners' offense tear apart that defense. Yeah. And I don't think that Philip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Ingram, Keenan Allen, Trevor uh, Tyrell Williams, like all those guys. Philip Rivers too. I said Philip Rivers. Rivels, you said. Um, I, don't know. I was not sure who, what position he played. Rivels. Yeah, so I, I just I know that some crazy I, things can happen. Let's go. I mean, I'm not arguing with you there, man. I get it. I just I'm 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 wimping out because one team got embarrassed and shellacked so bad and they're home. My other, and I'm going maybe they put a good effort together and I don't have all the faith in the world in the Chargers defense. The yet. other reason that I had confidence in the Chargers defense yeah. was when I watched that Seattle game. Mm-hmm. Until Russell Wilson was in like survival mode in the last eight minutes of that game, they couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And they have better pieces than the Raiders do. They couldn't run the ball. Russell Wilson couldn't throw the ball. He was under attack the entire game. I also think the Chargers are in that perfect mode right now where they're still being doubted, Mm -hmm. even though they're 6-2. and And they're fully used to playing without Joey Bosa, which is going to be amazing when When he comes comes back. back, But when you're eight weeks in and you've moved on it's no longer a miss now it's just going to be a bonus when he comes back i i really hope this is a blowout 
Because I'd like to not have to pay attention to it when the other games are I, I would think it is a blowout. I would. You did. You said they'd win by 14. I know. I know. But it just scares me that, you know, it might be 38-17 and they get two garbage time touchdowns. Let's pay attention to this. We have three straight nine and a half point spreads. Let's see the games in which Sims goes, it just scares me or I feel confident. Sure. This one was an I feel confident that you still said it scares me. Yeah, it does. It scares me just from this. Yeah. Let's see what happens when we go to Lambeau Field. All right, guys. Next game on the schedule here, the 4-4 Seattle Seahawks taking on the 8-1 LA Rams at 425. Spread in this game is LA minus 9.5. Weather in LA on Sunday, similar to Oakland, 76 degrees and sunny Sims. Seven? What'd you say? 76 and sunny. Oh, 76. In LA. Okay, sorry. Um, I'm on the wrong game, so hold on a second. That's okay. Take yep. your time. Let what do you have, there. Packers? I went a game ahead. Right? Yeah, I, I, just want, I just like to pull up the uh, schedules as we're doing this just, just to have references and things that I've already thought about so I can just go there. Okay, I'm almost ready. I like that Charger sound Five, effect. Five, four, three. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. Um, start with the Rams offense versus Seahawks defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, the Rams, you know, like the Patriots, like the Chiefs, it's an unstoppable force. It really is. It's just it ain't it ain't about, you know, if it's just when. It's when do they start clicking? When do they start flying down the field doing all those type of things? As we talked about last week, I do think Seattle's defense has been overrated because they got the benefit of playing some, you know, not complete offenses early in the year that skewed the stats. You know, always scares me when a team, you know, doesn't have great talent. I think the future looked good in Seattle and they're building something, but the talent's not great there yet. They're also young and they're playing uh, against the Rams, of course. And when Kid Genius knows the defense or two, you're going to line up in the majority of the game. That always scares me. It definitely does. Now to flip it around on the other side. Um, You know, the Rams defense is a little bit all over the place right now. You know, I'm willing to admit that. And also, I'd like to say, just like the Chiefs, the Rams defense shouldn't be top five in football and yards allowed. They should be killed or be killed. That's what they are. Again, there's no no point should the Rams offense be on the sideline for a 10-minute drive. It should be Aaron Donald makes a sack to get off the field on third down. So they're the rare team where you want the defensive coordinator to all-out blitz occasionally. Be be aggressive. And I think that's what they do. I think they understand that. 100%. So that's what I respect about them. They understand the full scope of what their team is and how they should play a style of football game. The Chicago Bears should never be all-out blitzing. No, right, right. They should be playing, yes, the more conservative approach and playing, yes, a conservative complete game in a different fashion. So I, I look at that now. I, of course, I'm always scared with the, the Rams uh, run defense to a degree. You know that. I do think this is a big hulking O-line of the Seattle Seahawks. I also think the Rams defense is going to be a little bit pissed by the way they played last week. I do. Uh, Russell Wilson, of course, is always scary to me as well, and especially with a Rams defense that has been letting up some big plays, as we all know. So... What I got to down to at the end of the day is this is the bottom line, too. And this is what scared me from not Stone going a big bet. So. It's just the – this this is it right here. This is it. Seattle is in must-have-to-win-a-football game because, again, they're not going to win the West. We know that. And they have to keep paces, pace with the likes of the – like we've talked about, the Panthers, uh, the Panthers, the Vikings – you know, even the Bears, who they lost to, who are actually leading the NFC North right now. So if they lose this game, I just look at it and go, man, they're in deep crap to try to get that fifth or sixth seed in the NFC playoffs. So I 
$50 on the Rams. <laughs> and uh, I'm picking the game to be 34 to 24. But, you know, I just scares me. It's Seattle Seahawks. It's Russell Wilson. And it's desperation time. And that's where I get scared. I think that the fact that the Seahawks went blow to blow with them a few weeks ago, yep. 33 to 31, mm-hmm. you look at the last few years, Seattle has gone into LA yeah. and done really, really well. They it's won the, two years ago, right? I think they won Was last, that last year. year. They won they early won, in the year. I, I think they won the last two years. Early so last year. year they go in to see, they go week in three. week five week and five. they win 16 to 10. Yeah. And then two years ago, Seattle. They lost to L.A. 9-3. to So for some reason, when the game's in L.A., it's a very low-scoring game, mm. the last two years at least. Right. Um, I, I look at this, and I really hope Chris Carson can play. Him and Doug uh, Baldwin both missed practice on Wednesday. Yep. But the Rams, to me, I have them winning this game 29-21, to and I am putting $100 on Seattle to cover this spread. I think that the Rams, look at the size of its wingspan. Unbelievable. Its claws flip around too, remember? Whoa, that must be a land hawk. No, it's a seahawk. Oh, thanks. Um, I just think of these 9.5 spreads. This is the one where I go... It's a, a, I know Chargers, Raiders are a divisional matchup, but one team is dead, but it's the Seahawks fighting tooth and nail. Yeah. They're not going to lose the field position battle. They got good special teams to make this work and constantly put the Rams back. Um, do I think the Rams are going to get off? Of course I think the Rams are going to get off. Yeah. Do I think that Seattle is going to, I think Seattle is going to out fossil, fossil, in fossil. I think Whoa. Yeah. You don't have fossil, fossil, and fossil. Let me tell you something. Consider yourself fossilized. I think Seattle brings out all the fakes. Yeah. I think you're getting the deep passes on the play action of Tyler Lockett. I think you're getting a fake punt pass. I think Pete mm. Carroll is going into the house that he built, USC. And he's going to unload everything. I think the Rams, though, are too good in the end. But I think it's closer than nine and a half. Yeah. I mean, the Rams are like four and five against the spread this year. They're getting the spreads that the Chiefs got this week. Right. Like the 16 and a half stuff. Right, right. I just think nine and a half is too much for a game that you just beat them by two yeah. on a fourth and one dive right. to end the game. Right. I, nine and a half. Sneak. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going 100 there on Seattle. Yeah. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not mad at you either. All right, guys, last game of the afternoon here at 425. When's the last time you were mad at me for a pick? Uh, last week when you tried to tell me. The Rams over the Saints. Yeah, oh, I mean, uh, just if this happens and if that happens. You guys uh, actually did get mad at each other for yeah, that. Yeah, well, no, no, I don't ever get mad about I, stuff like I this. Think, What's really incredible, I realized yeah, this. Right. Before last week's pick, I spent the night before doing all the 1 o'clock, and I thought I'll have time in the morning to do my 4 o'clock Sunday night and Monday night football. I went one in four in all of those games. The only one I got right was Houston, and I easily could have lost that. And you picked those that morning, you're saying? I picked Seattle, yeah. the Rams, Green Bay, and Dallas. I lost all of them. Yeah. I think the moment that got you mad was when Lefko goes, I think this is the game where Sean Payton is looking across the field and he sees Sean McVay on the right. sideline. You're he goes, exactly right. Maybe I'm not the best coach Exactly in the right. Exactly right. Something. That is the point that got the fire in my like, ass. What are you, are you are, talking about? You are not the only people. Let's just say Saints fans right. were in my mentions. I, I bet. And that's why I 
apologize to him on Monday. <laughs> right. Uh, also, we didn't go back and what was the game I changed last week? Minnesota. Uh, you took Minnesota from not covering to, to covering. covering. So, I did that. so I did that. And you hit it. Yeah, yeah. because it was 24-9, right? Yeah. You yeah. Hit it. <clears throat> All right. I just wanted to keep. I was wondering which one it was. All right. Okay. So next game here. I haven't even set thir- it up yet. The third of the nine and a half point spread, four o'clock game. Four twenty-five on Sunday. The five and four Miami Dolphins visiting the three, four and one Green Bay Packers. Spread in this game. Packers minus nine and a half. Lefko, you asked me before the pod. Weather in Green Bay on Sunday. Yeah. High of thirty-seven. Ooh. Oh, it's cloudy. It's going to be cold. Ooh. Brock November. Brovember. And remember, 425 game, temperatures are going down. We're yes, coming out are. of the locker room at halftime. It could be in the 20s. Yeah. Uh, I love this game. Th- this, is, uh, this is an interesting one. Um, okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I obviously think the Packers are going to win. I'm just going to say that. We all know that. Uh, I, I look at the, the Dolphins' defense, first of all. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. I'm not in love with the Dolphins' defense. <laughs> but as you know, I'm not in love with the Packers' offense either. No, you're not. It's one guy making magic. That's all I look at. Devontae Adams, go outrun Xavier Howard. Right, exactly right. It's going to be there. When can we get the double move? Or when can we buy time for Rodgers to throw a 45-yard piss missile down the field? When will that happen? Now, the one thing you got to remember with the Miami Dolphins, they do have a little bit of speed on the edge of their defense as far as pass rushers they don't have great d tackles they don't have enough big people and run stopping linebackers so i do think the packers are gonna be able to run the ball they'll be able to run the ball but the packers are just not gonna blow anybody away running the football i did appreciate though the packers patriots game yes they really stuck with they tried to their best and and i will say that about the packers this year yeah Petting on defense yeah. and just their philosophy on offense right. has been improved. Yes, I, 100%. I, I don't Can disagree. you talk about Petten just destroying Brock Osweiler this week? Well, uh, yeah. That's the other side, right? I mean, it, it definitely is. And I look at that side of the ball. I, I think this, that, of course, Green Bay has the advantage here. Green Bay can play aggressive defense at times. Now, where I would say, <clears throat> I obviously think they're the better unit. But what I also would say what scares me at times is because Green Bay will play man-to-man and do things like that. And Gase is smart about being not overly complicated against defenses that do a lot of different mm-hmm. things. He might be simple and skip to the, stick to the script, all that. He'll try to run the football as well. You know, I, like I said, I expect Green Bay to win the game, but... I don't know. There's something that tells me that, you know, this... Nine and a half is a lot. It's a lot of points for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, you know, it's just because, again, it's coming down to one guy. And a guy like Xavier Howard can slow down, you know, Devontae Adams at times or even a Valdez Scantling. So I put $50, only $50 on the Green Bay Packers because I think the Dolphins at least have some toughness to them. More times than not. I don't expect them to blow coverages or do anything like that because I don't think the, the Packers' offense is created enough to ever blow a coverage like we saw them do against the Houston Texans when they run, ran big, deep crossers. I picked the Packers to win 30-20. to 20. They're covering the spread, but I just don't feel good about it. Uh, 9.5 is a little too much for, for my blood. I... The Packers are 3-0-1 at home. The Dolphins are 1-3 on the road. Mm-hmm. And next week, the Dolphins got a bye. They got a bye next week. They're super excited for it. They all have their vacations planned. And they're going to nice, cold, crisp, brisk Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Where Aaron Rodgers and his cheesehead teammates have lost two in a row. <laughs> Destroyed at the end of the game by a fumble 
that cost them a chance to watch their great savior lead them to the promised land and then being outdueled by Tom Brady. Where they had another fumble that their their great savior was leading them down the field at that point. Last time the Dolphins played on the road, they lost by 19 to the Texans. Mm -hmm. The time before that... They let up 27 straight points to lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. The time before that, they lost by 31 points to the New England Patriots. Brock Osweiler has been slowly decomposing in front of our eyes. <laughs> yep. The dream of, of his, he, he does this every year. His first two games, you go, he's really not that bad. I don't know why they play Frank Gore over Kenyon Drake. I don't have faith in any of their receivers against some of these corners. Yeah. I'm going $250 on Green Bay. God. Here go my eardrums. We got to find the real one for that, Nick. Okay? Okay. But... I I definitely see what you're saying. Where so of Just the something that's so of me. the three nine and a half games, yeah. you're scared by the Raiders and the Dolphins, but you're not afraid of the Seahawks. No, I went a little bit more there. Well, I mean, well, I was scared of the Seahawks. Look, I all of them. I did. No, 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 no. But you took you took the Rams and Chargers. Oh, no, you took all of them to cover. I did. I took them all to cover. I just did 100 on the Chargers, 50 on the Rams, 50 on the Packers. I just didn't feel great. I don't feel great about the the Packers with big point spreads. Because, again, like I always oh, tell no, you, I, it's I'm just regretting one guy. this pick immediately. But but I also, I mean, it's just there's too many unknowns with that. I could see the Dolphins imploding. I don't think you're stupid here with that logic. Cold weather for these Florida just, teams is I, a real thing, too. I look at the Packers and I go, are they really going to fall to 3-5-1? and one? Are they really going to get eliminated? Like, I, I look at this and go, leaving this week, are the Dolphins going to be 6-4 and four and the Packers going to be 3-5-1? and one, Or are the Dolphins 5-5? Five and five? Well, of course, that's not arguing. We but know they're going to win. I think that Rodgers is going to come out like a ball of fire. And I think that the Dolphins have a play a pretty good defense, though, but they have opportunities to take big shots. And I'm just hoping that the Packers take big shots and they bludgeon them. Yeah. But I, you know what? I, I pulled fifty dollars away from this and put it on the next game because I got a little bit nervous, but apparently not nervous enough. So Aaron Rodgers, save my bet, save me. All right, guys, Sunday night football this week. The 3-5 and five Dallas Cowboys on the road visiting the 4-4 four and four Philadelphia Eagles. Spread in this game, Philly minus 7. It opened at Philly minus 4.5, and, and it has moved to 7. Uh, weather in Philadelphia on Sunday, high of 46. Mm. Sims? Okay, um, I think it breaks down like this. I mean, first of all, the Dallas offense, what is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I think, hey, the first thing is, yeah, can Dallas, uh, first thing I always say is, can Dallas run the ball? Nope. Uh, nope. They're not going to run the ball on the Philadelphia Eagles. who have had a bye week, and they realize that Dallas is coming to town. They see the chance. They, oh, man, we can still win the <laughs> NFC East. In fact, we're going to win the NFC East, and we could put Dallas you know, out of their misery right here. And they're watching the film and going, damn, as long as we stop this O-line and Zeke, uh, then we should win this game. And I just have a hard time thinking that they won't slow that running game down. Hey, Amari Cooper is a factor, certainly, but I don't think the offense is creative enough to expose anything stupid that you guys could or might do, you know, one or two times a game uh, on the Philadelphia Eagles secondary. Uh, I also go to the other side of the ball. 
Now I look at the Dallas Cowboys defense. It's still a very good defense. This, this is, you know, let's not forget, this is going to be in a very emotional game for the Cowboys. This is it. This is really like kind of the season for them right here. But again, I just go, man, there's no way Dallas's D-line is just going to ruin this football game. You know, the Eagles' offensive line is still good. Now they got another weapon with Carson Wentz. I think that, you know, I have faith that the Philadelphia Eagles coaches through the bye week figured out a few things as far as how they want to attack going forward. I have faith in the Eagles. I don't know what, it, what else to say. So after saying all that, I'm putting $100 on the Eagles. Yeah! But on the road to victory. And again, like, like, you know, I wanted to go hard here. I wanted to. And I picked the Eagles to win 28 to 17, which would have them covering the spread by four points. But desperation with a bunch of badass mofos on the other side scares me. I get you. So that's where I get scared. You know, it's Zach Martin. You have one in 28 17. 28 17. I got a one in 29 16. Ooh. <laughs> Here's the deal. Sean Lee's out four to six weeks. Connor Williams is going to miss this game. He might need surgery. I know they're not really asking. What was the I, surgery? What is it that he's on his knee? It is the knee. I'd recommend that they move Lyle Collins to left guard and play Cameron Fleming at right tackle. Mm, I think that's the logical move. But actually. instead, they're trying out two guys at left guard. Look, Lyle Collins played left guard for two years. Let's go. Let's get the interior line of the Cowboys going. That's just the left go recommendation. No, I, I think that's a very solid recommendation. Actually, I'm actually I didn't even know this aspect of it, so I'm actually looking, going, wait, so yeah, they're gonna do that, and then what are yeah, they? Who are they? Who are they working out? Well, what are they gonna Some do? Some random jabronis. Get uh, your five best guys on the field. So wait, they're gonna try to put like Xavier Suafilo or like a Looney? Or no, Looney's center. They can't do that. So they're gonna put Xavier Suafilo they at put guard. Xavier Suafilo at guard. Right. And Fletcher Cox is on top of him. Yeah. I don't care what the Cowboys try to do on offense. It's mm-hmm. not going to work. Yeah. Lane Johnson's going to play, and all week the pa- the Eagles have been talking about. What this rivalry means to them. Right. Jason Kelsey called out Cowboys fans. Malcolm Jenkins talked about the history. They're all talking about it. The Cowboys are not going to creep up on the Eagles. The Eagles went to London, had a bye, saw their opportunity, and went, let's go on a run. Mm -hmm. And it starts with bashing the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys beat the Eagles last game of the year. Nate Sudfeld played. The game before that, Eagles won by 28. Game before that, Eagles won by 14. Eagles have been going on a run. And I know that this could this is more this is the Eagles run starter more than it is the Cowboys bounce back. I got a hundred dollars on the Eagles 29-16. Want you to know that the Cowboys are gonna D-E-A-D. Eagles are the best. You can put it on your chest, chest, chest. They got Wentz. They got Alshon. J O S H F E N D R I C K. Yeah, is that I, my name you were spelling? Yes, yeah, you were close. I, I just think that J O F S H R N I E I K. I just I can see the Eagles putting that final nail in the coffin. That's what this feels like. To yeah, me. right. What did you say the score was? Twenty nine sixteen. Twenty nine sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I don't. I just. Hey, that game, the Packers game, I just chickened out. There's just something about it I didn't like to go hard. How much money did you put on that one? 100. Same right. as you. Oh, just 100. Okay, I thought for some reason you went more. 
All right. Final game of the week, Monday night football. The 1-7 New York Giants on the road visiting the 2-7 San Francisco 49ers. Spread in this game, 49ers minus 3. Weather in Santa Clara on Monday, 75 and sunny, Sims. Ratings grabber. Ratings grabber. Now this game will be on Monday, so I'd like to hear that weather on that day. I said Monday. Oh, I thought you said Sunday. I said uh, weather. I mean, it's the same weather every day. It's 75 (laughs) degrees and sunny, but (laughs) Monday it is 75 degrees and sunny. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, okay. <clears throat> I guess I go, if we start with the Giants offense versus the 49ers defense, I mean, obviously the 49ers defense is not like a special group, but they have some redeeming qualities that I like. Um, you know, the, the Giants right side of the defensive line, it's offensive line, excuse me, it sucks. No other way to put that. Um, the 49ers do have the capability to steamroll offensive lines at times. They really do. They got some big dudes up there. You know, the two tree trunks from Oregon are good. Solomon Thomas, he's around the ball. You know, 98, what is it, Blair, he does a good job. I mean, they they will come at you and collapse a pocket. That scares me for the Giants. But I also would say on the flip side of that, what scares me, too, a little bit in this matchup for the 49ers defense versus the Giants offense is the 49ers can be a little aggressive in their coverages at times. And, man, I'd be careful about being too aggressive because I really think the only way the Giants can stay in this game for the most part, you know, hey, maybe they can run the ball a little bit, but I don't, I'm not going to put too much money on that. But I do think it's through matchup football. I mean, come on. Saquon one-on-one with any linebacker or Odell or Sterling Shepard one-on-one with some of these corners. You know, I, I think that gives the Giants an opportunity a few times to maybe make a few plays in that, in that you know, capacity. I think when I flip it over to the other side and the Giants defense, you know, the Giants defense uh, can be creative and stymie use at times with pass defense and things like that because they're a little unorthodox in the, in the things they do. But the Giants run defense stinks. And I always get concerned when I see a run defense that stinks that has to play against Kyle Shanahan because he is the master of the run game. and You are uh, the master. He is the master. And he has a PhD in how to run outside, inside zone. And once he does that, you know, it just becomes, oh, gosh, damn, we got to stop the run. And, oh, crap, there's a 20-yard in cut off of play action. And, oh, there's Pierre Garçon wide open after a bootleg. And that's where the 49ers really get you. I have no faith in the Giants and Eli Manning to get it done. I have to see it a few more times because they will move the ball and then all of a sudden he'll throw an interception or he'll be backed up and for the first time all day he'll decide to have guts then and then try to throw the ball into a tight window and that'll get intercepted. Um, So all those things bother me and I am putting $50 on the 49ers. 49ers. Niners, my friend is dynamite. Shanamite, Shanamite. So, uh, but I picked this game to be a push. Really, I picked the Niners to win twenty-seven to twenty-four, and I'm only putting fifty dollars because these two teams are not good, and I don't trust anybody. And we've got ourselves a Monday Night Football soiree. Sims has taken the side of his best friend, Kyle Shanahan, the bucking bronco. He thinks he's going to run all over the G-G-G-G-G-Man. 
But here comes Adam Lefko. You sound like the guy, you know, that narrates uh, Big Lebowski. Friends with Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. and Saquon Barkley. There's no Southerners in this game, but you went south. It's okay. <laughs> Little Odell Beckham's from down in Louisiana. Got himself kind of an accent occasionally. Adam Lefko thinks that the Niners are going to win this game by the paltry difference of one point. He sees them winning 20 to 19 with Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley putting on quite the show with Nick Mullins struggling to Joe Tessitore going, uh, 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 maybe next time. Adam Lefko would like to put $40 on the New York oh, Giants. 40. And that's a real crowd right there. And let me tell you something. I, that gives me chills. The man who's going to win this game yeah. was the guest on Simpson Lefko colon the show, Ooh. Landon Collins. There he goes. This is his heart bias. Colon the show. <laughs> that's, what, that's how you read it. Simpson Lefko colon the show. <laughs> I think that the Giants might even pull the upset in this one, Sims. That's why I'm putting 40 buckaroonies Whoa. on this one. You will. You live dangerously, Don't sir. Don't break the bank. Take the spank. Forty dollars. <laughs> yeah, this is a yeah, it's a scary game. It's a crap game. Oh, that was your that was your breakdown. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's the end of the show. That's it. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about Monday Night Football? All right. So what do we disagree on? All right. So the big disagreements from this week. A hundred and fifty uh, point swing on Detroit, Chicago. Yep. A hundred and fifty point swing on Kansas City, Arizona. Yep. A sixty point swing on Buffalo and the Jets. You bet a you bet a oh, I bet ten dollars on the Jets. Okay. No, you bet a hundred on Kansas City. You bet a hundred dollars on the Lions? Yes. And then you disagree on Monday night football. And no, there's a hundred and fifty point swing on Seattle and the Rams, because you took the Rams and I took Seattle. You bet all of the nine and a half point teams to cover, which I I'm did. Happy I bet against one of them. Hopefully, Sims's two big bets: three hundred bucks on New Orleans minus five and a half, Atlanta three hundred bucks on uh, Falcons minus four, and then Lefko, you have three hundred on the Chargers, two hundred on the Jaguars, and two fifty on the Packers. And Ooh. for my Lefko locks, I'm going to make two of mine. And two of yours. Yeah. I'm going to make a Lefko lock out of the Jacksonville Jaguars because I'm a sicko. That's the game I can get right there. I'm, I'm rooting for the Colts now. Great. I'm making it a Lefko <laughs> lock because why not? Let's have fun on this old buckaroo. I'm going to make the Chargers a Lefko lock at nine and a half. Yep. I'm going to make the Falcons a Lefko lock. Compliments of Sims. And I'm going to make the Saints a Lefko lock. Hope you don't mush me. You know what? If I mush you... <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I know you You've won't. just been left go locked. <laughs> you know what time it is, left go, right? <clears throat> it is time to enter a world of not chance, but of guaranteed decisions. 5-0 and last week. 5-0 and the week before. 5-0 and the week before that. He's 19-1 and in the last four weeks. It's five teams guaranteed to lose the Oracle. Chris Sims. But Chris, we must uphold tradition. This is the official music of the Oracle, but it's not the official music of Guaranteed to Lose. Sims, give it to him! Okay, some people call them the Bengals, but I call them the Bengals, and they're gonna lose. You know why? Because they're playing against the Saints, 
And the Saints are really awesome, and I don't trust anything about the Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, Sims, it's week 10. Do you believe, Lynn? Uh, Of course I don't believe, Lynn. LeBron's not there. The Cavs stink. The Browns stink. It's dysfunctional as always. And the Falcons are red hot. They got heart and they're hot. Sorry, Cleveland. I don't believe, Lynn. Next one guaranteed to lose. You really don't have to say anything because we believe you. Come on. Let's just make this short and to the point. Cardinals versus Chiefs. <laughs> no chance. Sorry, Cardinals. I know you'll give a spirited effort, but Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are amazing. All right, Sims, let's go down to the Music City. Dial me up a tune for who's next to lose. Oh, it's Brable and Pease versus their, versus their arch nemesis, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Oh, what can they do? Oh, they can lose because New England's better and a more complete team and been on fire for like the last seven weeks. And that's Marcus Mariota, and I don't know what to expect for their uh, offense. So, you know why you're going to lose, Tennessee? All right, and the last, so. the last team guaranteed to lose. Sims, if you could do it in the voice of your old coach, I'd really... Uh, I can't do it. I can't. It sounds like Beavis and Butthead when I do it. Sorry, Raiders. You're going to lose. You're a dumpster fire. The Chargers are for real this year. Maybe you give a spirited effort. Maybe you lose by 38. But I know one thing. You're going to lose. I guarantee it. And there you go. The five teams. Call your bookie. Make them cry because you support that weird Sims guy. Bengals, Browns, Raiders, Titans, and Cardinals. I like, go back to the Oracle music. I like that better. And now. Next week, I want to do Oracle. Guaranteed. You want to do it like this? I do. No, no, you're on a heater. Hold on. Okay. I, did, I didn't want to ruin it. That's okay. why I wanted to make sure All right, you're, you're on a heater. Right. Because, because. You have just left guaranteed to lose. This is my kind of music right here. Christopher Sims. Do you think you'll go 5 and 0 oh this week? I feel pretty good about it. Don't look it. at the paper, look at the ball. No, no, I feel yeah, pretty good ball. about it's it. It's in the ball, oh, Chris. Hello, it's ball. not on the hello, paper. Ball. I actually thought there was like maybe too many teams that are getting guaranteed this week. It was actually like uh, a Don't plethora. get cocky. Don't <laughs> get cocky. Well, come on. You guys see it? I mean, you know, Dallas, you could have picked them for guaranteed to lose, right? I mean, we probably would have both picked the Miami Dolphins guaranteed sure. to lose, right? All of us? All three of us? The Seattle Seahawks I'm against the Rams? The you're list. not guaranteeing them no. the I mean, I didn't either. But it's it's in the it was in the possibility. So you're trying to give people an eight team parlay. No, right I, yeah, I know. I'm just saying those teams went through by thought, but the five I pick, I think Man, if I don't go at least four and one there, I mean, I don't even know which one I would say would be the one to be scared of. I think you're going three and two. You think I'm going three and two? Yeah, hopefully it's not the two that I'm left calling. Four Sims. Peace out, homies. Fendrick says, Good evening, everybody. And the LAFKOE. Man. Man. And for Nikki Giorgrande Gandhi. Giorgrande. Way to go, Nikki G. Good stuff today. Gio Grande, guys, good luck on your bets if you're making them. Good luck if you're uh, money lining and parlaying. Sims is guaranteed to lose. Super, super, super luck to you. And we will holla, holla, holla at you later. Enjoy the games. Peace.